I'm Sarah. I'm 20. I'm a queer fangirl who spends too much time on the internet. I'm Robert. I'm not quite 50. And I don't spend as much time on the internet, but I have seen way too many movies and TV shows. And this is 50v20. The podcast where we take a look at queer representation in media. One ship at a time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a bonus episode of 50v20 regarding Red, White, and Royal Blue. I have no notes, so this ought to be fun. I have a, <laughs> I have a few notes, but yeah, we're kind of going well, to be, in... To be fair, you've read the book multiple times. Multiple times, yes, yes, yes. And it's one of your favorites, and you were looking forward to this movie for quite a while. And like Announcing four every years. time something happened with it. Oh production. my god. Guys, listen. I've been following this movie. Like, I heard when they cast the actors. I remember when Amazon bought the rights. All the, like, little snippets they would put out over, like, the year that they were filming. I was so excited. Y'all don't understand. I was just, yeah, four years. Meanwhile, I'm a avid film watcher, as I think we say in the intro. And my usual notes for this show are based around transcripts of whatever we're watching. And we watched this the day it came out. Mm-hmm. And so there was no transcript. Still, apparently, is not a transcript that I can find on the internet. Yeah. Otherwise, I would just have quotes and a clear order of what we're going to be talking about. So this ought to be fun. And also, like, when we were watching it, we got, like, a bunch of snacks and we were, like, hanging mm-hmm. out and stuff. So we, we weren't really focused on, like, writing notes. No. Like, it wasn't something we had seen multiple times and we're just, like, writing right. our opinions. Like, we didn't really write anything down. So. Yeah. And since it was a one-off, I didn't even think I need to keep track of the order of events, like, with. Heartstopper or something else where I hadn't seen it before, but it had clear episode delineations. Yeah. This is more, I mean, it's a rom-com, structurally. So, or, yeah, I guess it's a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a rom-com. It's, it's, a, it's, a rom, it's, it's a rom-com that occasionally gets kind of dramatic, but I think every rom-com A lot does. of rom-coms do. Have you seen? I have a <laughs> noted history on the internet, just look at my blog, of not being a fan of rom-coms generally. Oh, but see, that doesn't I, mean I don't watch them sometimes. I love rom coms, and sometimes they're good. I mean, some of them are really bad, but <laughs> like really bad. Yes, but no, I do. I do like a good rom com. I don't know. I think it's fine if a movie gets cheesy and like doesn't take itself too seriously, especially if like, you know that's fine. what you're in for. Exactly. Yeah. Which with this, we know exactly what we were. <laughs> Our cat just <laughs> knocked. The Our microphone. cat is under the microphone right now. Our other cat is yelling. Okay. Bye. Thank, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Listeners to the show that she, well, she didn't make any noise, but Castiel was just here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've mentioned Castiel. before. Castiel. Yeah, yes. But we're talking about Red, White, and Royal Blue, which is, anyway, the book came out when? 2019. Well, oh, I, was, I was thinking it was older. No, 2019. I believe. You can fact check me on that. But I I think it came out in 2019. I read it in, like, December slash January, right before COVID (laughs) took over the world. Oh, my God, the internet. What? The first thing that comes up is the film, and I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, initial release July 22nd, 2023. I'm like, whoa, the book just came (laughs) out. (laughs) Also, that's not the initial release for the film, either. I think that was, like, the first fan screening. Oh, maybe. Oh, they might have to count it as a premiere. Yeah. Thank you, Internet, for having information. But the book came out May 14th, 2019. Okay. So I know what I am saying. I read it a few months after it came out because 
So I follow this account. They didn't sponsor me, but I'm just going to shout them out because I love their account. But at VKellyArt on Instagram, and I think they're on Tumblr as well, they do a lot of, um, like, illustrations, like fan arts, but they're, like, amazing. Is that the one that gets mentioned, or their account name is on the screen? Yeah, their account name was in the movie, movie, which is really cool. So, yeah, I've been following this account for years. Um, I started liking their, like, carry-on art, and then they started posting a bunch of red, white, and royal blue art. And fun fact, I think they did, like, art for the merch for the movie. So, like, they, like, grew, which I think is really cool of the movie and, like, just the red, white, and royal blue, like, community to do to, like, find a fan and, like, hire them and stuff. I think it's really cool. So, anyway, shout out to them. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I watch Critical Role, which does that a lot, but otherwise that's a very rare thing where movies will embrace the fans that already exist yeah, and cater to what they want and get their art and stuff like that. Well, because I, I think they realize that this artist like really brought a lot of people like to watch or to read the book. Mm, yeah. Because when the book like initially came out, I don't think, I mean, it, it was very successful, but People weren't really talking about it, and then people started talking about it, like, a few months later. It, like, had, like, a hype on Tumblr, and everyone was like, I, I don't know if, was it Casey McQuiston? Mm-hmm. What their role with the film was, but maybe they told production. Yeah. By the way, here's some people who already have art you could throw yeah. if you just want to, damn, it exists. I think they were involved. Like, I, I saw a lot of stuff of them, like, being on set and um, mm. hanging out with the actors and stuff, so I think they were there. Even if they just have a producer credit, it means at some point they're in a room with the director. Yeah. So they could certainly suggest stuff. I'd have to check IMDb to actually be sure about Which I think I will now. Oh. Wait. They're in the movie. They play the president's speechwriter. The one, oh, that we see working with um, Alex, I guess, when he's working on his speech. They're in, like, one scene. I don't even know if, if they have lines. Oh, my God. How did I miss that? <laughs> Uh, based on the novel by an executive producer. So, yeah, executive producer means they definitely could have put in some say somewhere. Yeah. And influencing. So that's good. Very cool. I love that. And apparently Matthew Lopez was a big fan of the book and had a good idea of what he wanted to do with the adaptation. Mm-hmm. With the interview I read before we watched it. Because I, I didn't know much about it. I knew the general plot. Yeah. I'd seen the trailer. Heard you talk about it. <laughs> And then he was talking about how structurally they were basically, they filmed stuff, other stuff from the book that didn't make it in, but a lot of it got cut because it didn't involve Alex or Henry. Yeah. Because they basically just boil it down to, basically, I think, I'm not sure there's an actual scene without them. There are moments of scenes, beginning of scenes, ends of scenes. I think the only scene that one of them isn't in is when the president is speaking with Zara and saying like, can you show me the memo? Oh, or about whatever. the memo. And I think that's literally the only scene they're not in. Maybe. And no. it's a, still about and him. It's about him. So. <laughs> and right after conversation with him. Yeah. So, since we have no order to this conversation necessarily, are there scenes? I think I asked you this the other day, but I don't know if you've had time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Were there scenes from the book that you missed? Or have you already noticed fans online talking about scenes they missed? Um. Yeah. So, honestly. I think they did a really great job of keeping in all of the, like, fan favorite scenes. They missed some things that, like, I personally, I'm not, like, too sad about. Like, there's, like, a scene where they, like, talk about ice cream that's, like, cute in the book. And, like, just (laughs) random, like, you know, like, random stuff that happens in a book that's, like, cute. But, honestly, everything that they chose to include in the movie made sense. So I didn't really miss anything in regards to, like, their relationship. 
I did feel like the other characters didn't really do that much. Yeah, there was also a thing where you told me afterward they totally told us who Nora was. The wedding reception boasts a who's who of international guests, including Alex Claremont Diaz, the charismatic son of the American president. Also representing the U.S. is Nora Holleran, the vice president's granddaughter. She's talking about us. Yeah, they did. But yeah, I swear, I was checking the Wikipedia halfway through the movie because I was curious. I'm like, I don't know who she is. She's clearly a friend, clearly yeah. involved. And I had to look up that she's the granddaughter of the vice president. Yeah. And part of some trio that doesn't exist in the film version. Right. Well, there, there's no White House trio because June isn't in the movie at all. So basically, White House trio is the three kids that... Well, only two of them would live in the White House because the vice president doesn't live there, but they're around a lot because they're the yeah, kids. The, the, exactly. Yeah, the White House trio is June, Nora, and Alex. In the book, June is Alex's older sister, and they're all just friends who get into ruckus and stuff. I, I do like June as a character in the book, but I think it was okay that they mixed June and Nora. Like, I thought that was fine. The one thing that I am upset about, however, is that B, who is Henry's sister, they, like, she doesn't, like, do anything, really. Right. And in the book, she has, like, a personality and, like, a life and her own backstory. And so I kind of get why they didn't include it, because maybe it would have been too long. When did but, they film this? Uh, last summer. Last summer? Yeah. Which would have been, I think, after Willow. Because mm-hmm. it's Ellie Bamber who plays B was basically the lead of that show. Yeah. And so coming off a lead of a TV show that's going to be on Disney+, Plus, I think would have some clout. So probably they filmed more with B and it got cut. There may be a good director's cut coming. Well, oh, wait. So about that. So there's a three-hour version of the movie. And there is a petition going on right now for them to release the three-hour version because the fans really want to see the three-hour version. I do hope they put it out at some point. I I assume they take a little... Time. I mean, for promotional reasons, for money reasons. Yeah, gonna I would make pay sure to watch gap, it. But honestly, would yeah. I, I would pay to watch it. So there is a version that has an entire hour of other stuff filmed. Yeah, because now it's what just under two hours. Yeah, it's like an hour and fifty-eight minutes. So in the book, B is like after like their father had passed away, she like became like a cocaine addict basically and she became known as like the the powder princess she's not very much involved in the royal family she's like the scandalous (laughs) sister and she's very supportive henry stepping away from that we still see in the movie that she's supportive of him yeah but her like unlike the other brother i don't remember his name. Yeah, he's very much like not he seems Prince like kind Philip, of I believe. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's even worse in the book, mainly mm. just because there's more time yeah. for him to be an asshole. Yeah, you see in the movie that B is supportive, but she doesn't really have like you don't get like a rebellious personality feeling from her. No. Also, in the scene with which in the movie is the king, but in the book is with the queen. Okay. In that scene in the book. <laughs> buddy we're downstairs down we're downstairs what are you doing yes she's barely in any scenes even yes what i was gonna say is in the movie she doesn't really talk during the scene with the king whereas if i remember correctly in the book she's like this is stupid this is ludicrous what the heck and she is like henry's like biggest supporter and in the movie she's kind of just a princess who's like nice <laughs> 
Well, yeah, in the movie, the fact that she's in that scene is actually kind of weird because she yeah. doesn't have any role in the conversation. She doesn't really say anything. The only thing she does is, like, notice the window. True. I yeah. guess that's useful. Yeah. Because I mean, because the brother wouldn't by have separate told her from, yeah, the brother. The so she's, she served a purpose at the end of the scene. Yeah. But, like, the beginning of the movie, her grabbing him and then, like, they're going to, she grabs her brother, grabs Henry, mm-hmm. when they're going into the, whatever the party was. I forget what the party was. Mm-hmm. Someone's wedding, right? Oh, yeah, it was the brother was getting married. Oh, it was the brother? Yeah. The older brother, okay. To be fair, this moment I'm about to mention is only three minutes in the movie, so forgive me for forgetting it or getting it wrong. She doesn't grab Henry, she grabs Nora. <laughs> Same effect. It implied there was going to be something more to her and her involvement with this quadrangle of people. Anyway, back to getting it wrong. Like, she grabbed Henry and, like, runs off into the party. Like, she's, it seemed like a fun little, this sister's going to be a major character, and then she's She doesn't really do that much. (laughs) But I understand why that happens in adaptations. So, having not read the book. Yeah. They also show, like, barely anything about Nora and Pez, I believe is his nickname, but Percy. Oh. They're like. (laughs) I'm like, I don't remember anyone named Pez. (laughs) They're like, oh, they're flirting. Done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they don't really do anything. <laughs> like, we know that they're flirting with each other, but we don't really explore that whatsoever. <laughs> no, it's just a thing. Yeah, it's just kind of there. Which, alright, cool. It even has sort of a through line. It's just very simple beats. Yeah. Hey, they like each other. Hey, they're going to the what, summer house or whatever with us. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're in this other scene later. It's... Yeah, they're like friends. Or a, a lot of... I like the movie, mm-hmm. but I think the movie, partly because of the director's thing about cutting it all down to just the two main characters, so many of the characters are not, they don't have a lot of depth to them in the movie version. Yeah. Like, I could clearly figure out that the, I don't remember her name now, the campaign manager. Zara. Zara. That she's the campaign manager. That I love clear Zara. clear from context clues. Yeah. But other than her being exasperated with Alex, it took a while for me to care that she was in the movie. Right. Zara? Breathe. Don't you tell me what to do. Do you want to sit? Okay. Where where, where do you want to go? Here? Yeah. Oh, there? Okay. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I'm fine. Okay. How long has this been going on? Since New Year's. Oh, God. And who knows about this? Literally no one but you. And the Secret Service. And Percy. Right, and Nora. Oh, and I told my sister. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was really happy for us. Oh, I can't wait to see her again. She's really... Okay, shut up, okay? The both of you. I need to think. Please don't tell my mom. Seriously? Alex, we are in a hotel crawling with reporters in a city filled with cameras on the precipice of the biggest event of the campaign in a race so close it could be arrested for assault, and you're asking me not to tell your mommy on you? I haven't told her yet. Oh, gee, kid, I'm sorry to interrupt your process of becoming, but you're the one who decided to put your dick into the air to the British throne. Technically, I'm the spare. Not talking to you, sir. Oh. Okay. Would it make any difference? If I told you not to see him again? No. Every time I see you, it takes another year off of my life. All right. I'm going downstairs. And you better be dressed. And in the lobby in five minutes, 
so we can get your mother reelected. I'll be there. And as for you, little Lord Fuckleroy, you get your ass back to merry old England right now. I want you chewing on a goddamn crumpet by sunset, and if anyone sees you leave this hotel, I will Brexit your head from your body. You got me? Loud and clear. Your Royal Highness. Once she was in the hotel, found them in the hotel room, then she was hilarious, like, from that point on, because yeah. she's just annoyed that she knows things, <laughs> yeah. which is great. And same with the Ka'an? Zon. Sean. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> same with him on the other side, is that once we know he knows what's going on, it's funnier. But they don't have a lot of personality, too. Yeah, I feel like if I didn't come in from, like, reading the book, I maybe would have liked it a little bit less. Just because when you read the book, like, you know what you're looking for in the movie characters. You know what their vibe is and who they are and what their backstory was in the book, at least. But, yeah, if I just watched the movie and I didn't know who these people were, I'd be like, I don't really know anything about you. (laughs) And we jump around a bit between them because we're following... Alex, we don't get long scenes with Zara or long scenes with Ellen. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, nothing against the director. I think he did a great job, genuinely. But I know he comes from, like, a theater background. Mm. And as somebody who works in theater, it's a lot more common in theater to have characters that don't really matter. Yeah. Like, that's very common in theater. It's just to, like, fill the stage, fill the whatever's happening with the leads, like, have them people to interact with, basically. But you don't see that a lot in movies. Well, I'm I'm also not sure it's a complaint I have about just this movie. I think rom-coms have this a lot, too, where we'll introduce a friend just so we can get this extra piece of information about the main character. Yeah. But that friend won't matter. Yeah. But then, of course, eventually we get to the whole TV trope pairing the spares thing, where, of course, those other people are secretly couples. Yeah, exactly. we'll get together at the end. If in some world there was probably the idea that someone's like, what if the president and the king got together? But that wasn't going to happen because the president's married. Oh, my God, that would be insane. But, yeah, I mean, they do that twice with Nora and um, Percy, and uh, we find out that Zara and Sean are... Yeah. I don't know if they're together, but they're doing something. Which, which is <laughs> funny, because they gave us Percy and Nora earlier. Yeah. We might not expect that one at the end. And so yeah. that one hits yeah. really nicely. And I like when she's like, oh, you didn't know about this because I can keep secrets. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, exactly. He does this thing when he's worried. Furrows his eyebrows. It's the cutest thing. God, I miss him. Oh, my God. Sean Travastava, this is Zara Bankston. Look, I know we said we'd only use these phones in an emergency. Well, <laughs> welcome to that emergency. I've got the first son in my office moving over the prince like a cow in labor, and I'm not going to get any work done until you put these two lovesick homosexuals on the phone with one another. I don't care what any of those wrinkled white men at Buckingham Palace have to say about it. I want you to march your skinny, perfect ass over to the prince, hand him your phone, or so help me God, you will never see me naked again. Wait, what? I thought you might see my way. Yes, we'll hold. You might be lousy at keeping secrets, kiddo, but I'm not. Sarah, I could kiss you. Touch me and die. One of the other weird things about the movie was like 
Miguel just as a character because he's not like character in the book at all. Yeah. And as I was watching the movie, like it has been a couple years since I've read the book in its entirety. So as I was watching the movie, I was like, am I forgetting a major plot point <laughs> of the book? Because I have no idea who this is. Messages do get released, right? They do, yeah. But by the well, Richards, the political rival? Yeah, so I I think in the book they don't say who did it because it's from their like perspective, and I don't think they know, but I think they believe that it was somebody on the other campaign. Kind of like reflective of like the Hillary Clinton shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I thought just... Yeah, the, the Wikipedia description, at least, of the book plot just says, it's kind of passive. When their emails and photos are leaked to the press, it doesn't say that anyone does it. Yeah. They don't really know who does it in the book. But yeah, it's the other side. It's not the reporter. I don't know. He was he was interesting. I get the inclusion of the reporter when you're doing a film adaptation, though, is that you want events that happen to have causes that come from characters, even if your characters aren't that in-depth. Yeah. Because you want it to be personal. Mm-hmm. That it's this one other... Or one of two people, right, that Alex has done something with before. It makes it interesting because it's personal. It doesn't necessarily have a personal payoff because you can't do anything about it. Once it's out there, it's still the effect is the same. Yeah, I think so. In the book, it is kind of the same, like where Alex, like, I guess, had previous experience, but he believed that, like, his previous experience didn't make him buy. Honestly, in the book, the way that it's handled is kind of funny because I believe it was Nora in the book, but she's like, you were hooking up with this guy like during high school or whatever. Like, don't you think maybe that makes you a little like something? And he's just like, oh, I don't know. Like sometimes like homies do that, you know? And Nora's like, (laughs) girl. (laughs) They generally don't. (laughs) Most homies don't do that. I don't think so. And so that was another thing with the with the movie too, because they're covering so much time and the book is kind of long. Is that like stuff would just go by really fast? Yeah. Like in the in the movie, Alex is like, "Oh, I don't know. I mean, I like guys, but like, I don't know, like not that much." And then in the next scene, he's like, "I'm bisexual," <laughs> and I'm like, "Good for you for figuring it out so fast, King. I love that for you." But it's like. It's just, like, kind of gives you whiplash. <laughs> it's like, weren't you just, like, not sure, like, 30 seconds ago? Yeah. And then we don't see, like, the bridges of, like, how they get, how they jump, you know? No, and even their relationship comes down to two or maybe three montages of them doing things together. Where it cuts out some detail. Yeah. I hope for the sake of people who read the book and really remember all the details that a lot of what's in those montages is stuff exactly out of the book. Just for, like, the Easter egg kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because that'd be cool. But also that's rom-com is you want to get the relationship started so that we can get to the thing that is in the way of it. Uh-huh. And then once that happens, you have to resolve it. It's basic rom-com structure. Yeah. But that itself is pretty good too. It needs to have the basic rom-com structure so it doesn't come across as some other kind of movie. Yeah. It's a rom-com that just happens to be about two guys. Exactly. Which is honestly great because there really aren't a lot of gay rom-coms. A lot of LGBT plus movies are like always sad. Yeah, around something else. Or they're yeah. always so dramatic. Like you think of the big ones and it's like 
blue is the warmest color, <laughs> call me by your name, yep. like, all these things that are just, like, devastating and, like, very difficult to watch, so... And trust me, I know there aren't a lot because sometimes I'll Google and I'm like, give me a gay rom-com. And I'm like, I've literally seen all of these because there's like three of them. Yeah. So. And if anything, <laughs> if there's a bunch you don't know, they're probably because they're low budget and maybe not that good. Yeah. Like direct to streaming things. That, not that, well, this is also direct to streaming. Well, <laughs> but I, but like, yeah, I know. Like structurally, mean. if you changed one of them to a woman, uh-huh. the plot could be the exact same. The royal family could still have a problem with them getting together with... That, because they probably have an arranged marriage in mind for them or something else. Exactly, yeah. And so that's good yeah. that it could be the same thing, but it just well, is that. Because it makes it... It's also interesting because no one really know. in the royal family is, like, homophobic. I mean, the brother kind of is. I think he says it's, like, gross or something. Yeah. So that's giving homophobia. Have you read our emails, Philip? God, no. Well, if you had, you would realize that this is more than just a mad infatuation. Alex and I love each other deeply and we are committed to each other deeply I have read your emails Henry all of them they leave no doubt that your love is genuine occasionally vulgar but genuine but For the most part, I mean, the royal family isn't like, oh my god, like, gay, that's crazy and terrible. They're mainly just like, I don't think you want to do this, fam. (laughs) Right. Even the the king, like, and the brother, yeah, the brother says it's gross because he didn't want to read the emails and messages. And the king's like, I read all of them. (laughs) And I believe that your relationship is real, basically. I forget his exact line. Like, sometimes vulgar. He's like, no, I get it. Yeah, sometimes vulgar. But genuine. Um, and that's nice. He understands, no, this is a real thing, but also, I'm king, I understand we have obligations in the, in the royal family. Mm-hmm. We haven't changed that system yet, so... He almost has this unspoken question, which is like, he's not telling them, you can't do this. It's almost more, are you sure you want to be the one who does this? Yeah. Because exactly. that's going to change everything in your life. Yeah. And he knows that's a big deal. Which... Oh my god, we're jumping around so much. That's I don't fine. know if we should say anything in it's order. Me. But <laughs> that reminds me of the... I don't know. I, I feel bad that I'm jumping everywhere. Like, well, what is... Uh, where are we? It's not like there's a very clear... The order is basically like three steps. We see them at the wedding. They mm-hmm. get in a fight. Then they have to hang out together. Yeah. Clearly they kind of have feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of act on it almost immediately. So well, it's, yeah, it's they, quick into a relationship. Well, Henry kisses him at the New Year's party, and then Alex was like, all right, that was pretty chill, and then and then they keep hooking up and whatever, right. but it stays casual. Oh, my God. So, yeah, in the book, that was a thing that I, I missed from the book a lot, but I get why they couldn't really do it in the movie. But in the book, there are so many emails. That part. Oh, like you get them in the book? Yeah, like, so you sense. can see, like, read throughout the emails when they start to, like, care about each other, when it turns from, like, joking around and like making fun of each other to caring about each other and like getting feelings for each other which works better in the book because in the movie they kind of just jump past it another really cool thing about the book everybody should read the book because (laughs) (laughs) what i love about the book is that in these emails they're such dorks and they start um including all these like historical love letters to each other 
at the end of their emails, they put these, like, historical love letters. And that's how they, like, communicate their love, basically. But the cool thing about that is that there are a lot of love letters from, like, guys to guys where they're, like, you think this guy was gay? (laughs) Like, I was rereading part of the book yesterday. There was one from, like, Hamilton to Lawrence. Okay. That seemed kind of gay, to be honest. that theory. And that's what they were sending to each other. And so they have a lot of that in the book. That I like the author. I think they spent a lot of time <laughs> going through these like political, historical letters and finding a bunch of stuff to include. So that's pretty cool. I mean, they, they do, I think in their boiling down their exchanges to simple montage, they do a couple good moments of that where they're like talking on their phone, but they put them in the same room visually mm-hmm. as if they're going to bed together, like yeah. getting ready to say goodnight. Yeah. But really, they're across the ocean from each other on their phone. And it was a nice visual setup, which is a very movie thing to do. So it was a bit out of Also, props to them for including the scene with the turkey. Because people would have been so mad if that scene from the book wasn't in it. <laughs> the turkey was in the movie for about five seconds. Yeah. But it's such an iconic part of the book <laughs> when he's, like, taking care of the turkey. So I respect that they kept it in there. <laughs> that they got a turkey for this, like, yeah. two-minute scene. But anyway, so then they start being couple It starts blurring in a line between, like, hooking up and, like, oh, shit, I think we, like, yeah. love each other. I thought maybe next summer we could come back here for, like, a couple weeks. We could be naked. Have sex anywhere on the property you want. We could walk through Austin holding hands, and it won't even matter if anyone sees us. I can take you around to all the places I grew up, and you can get to understand my life a little more. I never felt this way about anyone. like there's a rope attached to my chest and it keeps pulling me towards you. I feel so right. What I mean to say is, Henry, I'm... And <laughs> I love the the lake scene where Alex is, like, trying to tell him that, like, he loves him. And Henry's like, oh, my God, he's about to say that he loves me. He uh, jumps into the water. Into the water. <laughs> like, it's like, um, that didn't go well. No, no, it did not. Um, and then in editing, it goes straight to that. It's that night. I assume I it's that night. Yeah. But Alex is in bed and Henry's leaving. And I'm like, that was a weird jump. It is. It's a really weird jump, like, right? We, we needed. They had to have had an interaction. In no. <laughs> yeah. So in the book, it's what more you get, but you get more time. Yeah. But anyway, he leaves. It's pretty hilarious. Mm. And then Alex. At that point, Alex is already involved with the campaign, right? 
Yeah. The so, Texas stuff the Texas is going stuff, on. Yeah. And so Alex, like, goes to Palace, I believe. Yeah. Nora's like, ah, you know, just go. Go. <laughs> just go there. He just shows up. And talk to him. Which is such a rom-com thing. Oh, yeah. To, like, show up. That's why rom-com characters are generally rich. Yeah. In some way, so that they can travel can that big in the moment for the big moves. All the stuff. Yeah, exactly. If you don't chase them down at the airport, you're the one going to the airport to fly to them. So. Yeah. Yeah, so they chat and everything. Although the movie it's, does comment on uh, Alex's father when he's like, he's he's talking about oh. Henry. He's like, he's rich. He lives in a palace. He's like, so you're do you rich now? And live in a palace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your beef with him anyway? I mean, he seems like a nice enough guy. Oh come on, Dad. He's elite and privileged and lives in a palace. What? What's that? I'm just brushing that working class chip off your shoulder. Hey, you and Mom taught me to question authority. Mm. Meanwhile, you're now elite and privileged and live in a palace. And your mom is the epitome of authority. It's funny how life works. In this country, we don't think of the White House as a palace, but it's the same thing. It's kind of a palace, yeah. It's just slightly smaller. But Alex is like, no, I'm different because I didn't grow up this way, you know. But, I mean, you ended up in the same sort of situation. Do you ever wonder who you'd be if you were... Anonymous person in the world. I was an anonymous working class kid for most of my life. And then my mom became president. Who would you be? Be a writer. Live in Paris. Um, Which then he and Henry could talk about that. Like, what would you be if you weren't this? And he's like, well, I didn't grow up as this. Yeah. So it's it's nice the movie is acknowledging that kind of stuff. Exactly. Well, then he goes to the palace and uh, is like, we need to talk. It's all dramatic <laughs> and emotional. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Whatever. And then Alex is like, we can just do our own thing. And, like, it'll be fine. <laughs> We can figure out a way to love each other on our own terms, no one else's. That is simply not possible, and you know it. Fine. I'll leave. And you can live in your tower and protect your heart for the rest of your life, and nothing will ever happen to you. But Henry... Nothing will ever happen to you. So if you want me to go, you have to tell me to leave. Please. Don't make me. It is the only way you're getting rid of me. Because I would never leave this room if I didn't think there was any hope of holding on to the happiness that I have found with you. And if you think otherwise, then you don't know me. So tell me to go, Henry. And I promise I will walk out that door and trouble you no longer. Wait. Is something 
I want you to see. And then Henry's like, all right, let's go to the museum. <laughs> Which is kind of weird, but I loved it. We didn't quite skip it, but we didn't mention, I guess the emails are right before that? No, 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 before no, no. Before he goes. No, the emails are before the lake. They're before the lake, even? The emails are during... They basically are emailing each other and texting each other the entire time that... No, I mean the emails being released. Oh, the emails being released. That's after. Is after the... That's after he goes home from the museum. He gets on the plane and, like, leaves Henry, and they're like, we're gonna see each other soon, we're gonna figure this out. And then the emails are leaked. So, it's after they decide that they're gonna be That's what I was trying to remember, because I remember he's not there when they're leaked. Henry finds out from the other people. Something I thought was super interesting, and I'm sorry I keep bringing up the book, but the movie really changed Henry a little bit because in the movie he says, I know you want to be like in politics or whatever, and I don't want to trade one prison for another, I believe is what he says. I can't afford to be reckless. I wasn't raised by a loving, supportive family like you were. I have centuries of history bearing down on my shoulders. My life is the crown and yours is politics and I will not trade one prison for another. That is, like, not in the book, like, at all. Like, that was, I don't know. Well, also, in the movie, like, Alex talks about, like, wanting to do things that matter. And you said in the book, Henry already runs a charity. Yes. Right? Yeah. That operates out of New York, which gives him another excuse to come to the U.S. office. Yeah, which is where they end up moving at the end of the book. and So there's they definitely change some structural elements of who their characters are and what they're doing. Well, I, I was kind of sad because I, I liked the Henry in the book, which I think would have maybe worked better for the movie. Because his thing then is like, I am allowed to love you, but like I don't want to live a life that's public. And that's why he doesn't want to, um, like, be with him. Because he's like, if we were to, like, be open about this, like, everyone's going to talk about it. Everyone's going to be paying attention to me. I don't want that. And I'm, like, allowed to not want that. Whereas in the movie, he's like, I don't want to be in politics. Even if it was, like, a secret relationship, public still knows about that. You know, we all knew Prince Charles was involved with uh, Camilla Bowles mm-hmm. before it was like an official thing. Yeah. Everyone knows everything that happens, even when they deny it. Even at the end of this, when they're like, we're going to deny it. It's like, that's a little silly. Yeah. Why would you deny everybody like, knows hey, now? everyone's read the entire text of all these messages, but also Alex has been in public saying all of that's true. <laughs> yeah. Like. It's like, like you're deliberately, it almost feels like the king is deliberately wants Henry to be like, no, I want, we're doing this. Yeah, he's like, just like, be, no, we're going to say no. Be confident about your decision. <laughs> Forcing him into that corner. But yeah, to. so the emails get leaked by Miguel. In the movie, Miguel. A- apparently. I mean, seems kind of suspicious to me. <laughs> now, on that note, putting a face on the leak seems like a necessary step for an adaptation. Making it another gay character is that bad? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Or are we at the point where it's okay? We should be at a point where any character could be gay and they could be good or bad people or whatever, but are we yet? I don't know. To be honest, I didn't care. I didn't really think about it. I mean, yeah, gay people can be villains. You ever meet, like, gay people? They can, they can, like, they're, they'll F you up if they want to. Wait, so isn't Matthew Lopez gay? Can we fact check that? Because I have a point to make. You Lopez. His Wikipedia says he is openly gay. Uh, 
that's coming from an interview talking about the inheritance. So, apparently, yeah. Okay, yes. So, I wanted to say that I feel like, as a queer person, I can tell that another queer person, like, wrote and directed this movie. Yeah. I think it's very clear, which is great because there are a lot of straight people who've directed and written gay things, and it always comes off feeling a little... Not necessarily bad, but just a little incorrect. One of the people I follow on YouTube, what's her name? Eloise something. Shoot. Uh, she and her girlfriend were doing a categorization of kissing scenes. Mm-hmm. And the lowest category was this was clearly directed by a man, a straight man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that's something that I like highly respect and like about the film is that a lot of the queer stuff feels um, very authentic, actually. Mm. Yep. The way that they like communicate with each other alex and henry feels very authentic the little bit of like vulgarness feels <laughs> authentic because gay men can be pretty vulgar <laughs> let's just let's just be real yeah so like the way that they speak even the the scene where they're like like communicating about things because alex has like less experience and like, just figuring it out. All of those scenes felt very, like, this is how this would actually happen. And yeah. I, I like that a lot. Because, oh my god, in some gay rom-coms, they just, like, hop into it. And I'm like, <laughs> girl, <laughs> you need to chat. You need to figure out what is going on. Like, that's, no, bad. Uh, so. <laughs> although, apparently, the, um, that's appropriate when they're lesbians. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I learned the term for that yesterday. You hauling. You <laughs> haul lesbians. <laughs> it's facts. Although I saw this poll a week ago or something that said that lesbians in general don't actually move faster. It's just a stereotype. It's probably, ju- it's probably just you notice those ones. And so then it's like this confirmation bias thing. When another one happens, you're like, see? But yeah. you don't notice all the ones that aren't. Exactly. Doing. Like, I'm sorry. Chloe Kardashian got married to this man after like three weeks. No one called them a U haul. I'm sure they had higher quality movers than you haul. <laughs> no, I, that yeah, that's definitely a stereotype. Even if some sometimes times it's, it's true, it's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everyone's a little bit racist. Okay, ethnic jokes might be uncouth, but you laugh because they're based on truth. Don't take them as personal attacks. But yeah, so I like the LGBTness. I liked how they communicated about what it means to be queer in the movie, but also like it wasn't this dramatic thing of like, oh my god, how am I gonna tell my dad I need to cry and like ah, yeah. so scared. It was mainly just like, okay, my dad needs to know, and then his dad just kind of knew, which I mean, like, right? The yeah, dad being kind of obvious. I, they kind of <laughs> skip him telling his dad. We just suddenly his dad's talking about comparing their relationship to his own. So you like him? What's not to like? I wasn't sure if you needed to have, like, a Catholic moment about it. Please. Have a little more faith in your old man. You are, after all, talking to the patron saint of gender-neutral bathrooms in Austin, you little shit. (laughs) You know, uh, your mom and I were a stupid idea, too. We were just babies when we had you. Nobody thought we'd make it. Look at us now. Sometimes you just gotta jump. 
Hope you're not standing on the cliff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great, because clearly the father didn't care. She's like, we saw the yeah. mother. She was just like, cancel my meetings. We're going to talk. We need pizza. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> and even the king, he understands. He just knows there's things that have to be a lot of A lot of the, like, hang-ups from the characters, like the president and the king, they were, like, it wasn't about the fact that they were gay. It was more just, like, the fact of, like, because of who you are, you just need to be prepared of what being queer in the public eye right. will mean. Because it's even harder to be queer in the public eye than just with your close friends. It's It means a completely different thing, and it's it's a bigger deal. So, I think that's cool. I think yeah. that's fair. <laughs> right. There's not, other than maybe, what's his name, Philip? Mm-hmm. There's not many characters, any characters in this that are clearly homophobic or have a problem with them being gay. Yeah. It's just them being gay public figures, which it's is just, a different question. Yeah, and it's just like, be prepared for Which for is that. the premise of the story, so that's fine. Yeah. They're adults. Like, when you describe the book, for some reason I still picture them as like teenagers. But they're not. I, I don't know how old they're supposed to I, be. I believe they're aged up a little bit in okay. the movie. When you talk about the book or even just looking at some of the art on, like, the book cover or whatever, mm-hmm. it felt like they were teenagers. Kinda I like, think they're, Are the carry-on like... characters teenagers? Yeah. Is that another reason I'm thinking that, too? Because, well, carry-on starts when they're, like, 18. Yeah. And because it's more of, it feels like a, maybe a young adult's wrong, but, like, a teen audience for the book? No, I don't think so, Maybe actually. it's just because you were a teenager reading it. Just, yeah. That's just what I assume. No, I, I, I think, I mean, I'm sure teenagers read it. I read it when I was 16, but the book is... Pretty adult in nature, actually. Okay. Which I think is really cool, too, that they kept the movie rated R, because a lot of times... Well, not kept. <laughs> they didn't want to be rated R. Oh, they... Oh, really? Yeah. They tried to not it, be rated it's R? It's not that they made a particular effort. I mean, they weren't explicit about anything. But what they did got them the R, and they're like, it's streaming anyways, it might not make a difference. So they just didn't challenge it. Oh, okay, yeah, because I was going to say... That actually makes sense that maybe they were trying to be PG-13 because no one really, like, cusses at all. Right, the and, and the explicit. the scenes always, like, fade There's sex scenes, brief visual of so we know what's happening. And That's interesting. Don't move on. Okay, well, what I was going to say, though, is just that um, there have been books to movies where they try really hard to make the movie like PG-13, yeah. almost to, like, detriment. Like, the Duff, oh my god, the Duff movie is terrible. <laughs> Gen Zers and Millennials will know what I'm talking about if they're listening because that book was huge for us. But the Duff movie is so bad because they tried to make it accessible to like 12 year olds. And I'm like, this literally isn't the plot. Like the book is about like, it, it's about adult stuff. And then they just made it for kids. And I was very confused and it was very bad. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> still, it's fine. I'm still triggered about it to this day. But I was just going to say, I'm glad that they didn't sacrifice the the plot of the book in order to make the movie more accessible for a straight or young audience. Right. They just did what they wanted to do. But also, I think because of the way it just, you know, movies just show up on Prime as here's a new movie, they might accidentally get a nice straight audience that didn't know, doesn't know what they're in for. Yeah. And I hope those people get something out of it that's positive. Maybe learn something or an experience (laughs) or just open their eyes. I mean, it's been doing it's been doing really well. And all the immediate I hope it, response to it was positive because all the people rushing to watch it are the people eager for it. So right, yeah, there was a lot of people who I watched it. Any, I don't think out. I've seen anything negative about it. So. I mean, we'll see. Maybe in the next week or so, people will be like, "What is this?" But <laughs> it's all good. 
I think it's doing well and a lot of people watched it. And so what I hope that means is that we'll be getting be more fun. queer rom-coms and all this stuff. I mean, what was the one last year that was big? Queer rom-com? Oh, Bros? Bros. Like, that did pretty well. Yeah. And then now this one means, I mean, you might only get like one scattered in a, ones one a couple for years. a while. Yeah. But then it will it will ramp up, especially with streaming services figuring their shit out right now because of strikes and everything else. Yeah. Uh, they'll have to do what gets eyes. Yeah. We can have fun movies just like everybody else. And streaming services are a good place for that because it's very easy to categorize. So people who want to watch it can find it and people who want just want something new can find it. And no one died. So that's great. No. No barrier gays. <laughs> no barrier gays here. <laughs> Didn't even bury any streets in this one. Nope. Wholesome, wholesome. But yeah. Okay. Anything else you need to say? No. Okay. That was a good overview. We let's, kept it mostly in order. Let's do our... Turn a few things. Um, we do need to do our special Let's things. do our shticks. So, um, Bechdel test. I don't think so. No, it doesn't. But they're gay, so it's okay. Because... I'm pretty sure we only see two women interact a couple times, and the best example would be the mother asking, like, one sentence question to the campaign manager, but it's about Alex's memo, so it's about a man. If you want to get technical about it, we do pass in the first couple minutes of the film when B interacts with Nora. I have heard so much about you. You're sticking with me tonight. Come on. But not really. I think it's forgiven for that, though, in being about gay men. Yeah, exactly. Because it kind of gets around that. We'll get to... Um, Mako Mori is... Yeah, it's not going to really hit that also because it's about two men. Mm-hmm. I guess technically it does. Wait, what's the... I, I was going to say the, at least one female character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. In this case, I'm going to say Ellen, mm-hmm. president, okay. who gets her own narrative arc. Kind of. She's kind. up for re-election. Kind of, yeah. It's... I don't know if that's technically a narrative arc because it's not entirely hinging in the plot. That is not about supporting a man's story. It well, it kind of supports is, his a bit. It kind of does because the whole reason that she wins is because of Alex's idea. Right. And the <laughs> whole reason that her campaign matters to the plot is because his decisions are basically either going to be the reason she loses or the reason she wins. Yeah. So it does sort of support his. So yeah, I don't think it passes that either. But Vito Russo test... At least one character is identifiably lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and or queer. Yeah. Heck yeah. Several. <laughs> yeah. At least three obvious ones. I believe Nora is asexual ones. in the book. I think. I might be wrong. She's not in the movie. Yes, yeah, she is. We don't know. They didn't have sex. Oh, yeah. You can be asexual and still flirt with people, can't you? Yeah. You can be asexual and still be in a relationship. You can also be asexual and have sex, technically. You can also be <laughs> aromantic and do things. I yeah. don't know. There's... Live your life. Do whatever you want. We don't um, care. That is not solely or predominantly defined by their sexual orientation. Absolutely. Yeah. Even the two main people are not defined primarily by that. The setup for the plot is that their other definition affects that one. And even Prince and even like, Alex is just like, oh yeah, I'm bisexual. Yeah. I'm bisexual now. Um, and okay. tied into the plot in such a way that their removal would have a significant effect. I mean. They're the main characters. <laughs> so, no yes. <laughs> even Miguel in the movie version. He drives the conflict, drives the so. climax. So yeah, so passes that one on every part. So then, who named you that? Who named you that? Okay, so we have Alex Claremont Diaz. <sighs> it's okay. You can share your opinion. It implies rich. Okay, but isn't that the whole thing? Is that his his dad is 
like Diaz and his mom is. Well, I know, and... I know, but we generally anyone who has hyphenated um, last names in this country, they probably have some money when they got married, which is why they both kept their names. Hers, it reads like a deliberate play on Hillary Rodham Clinton. Well, I, I, yeah. Which she kept hers before she was politically active, I'm pretty sure. Well, I think it's also like. So it works. It's also like feminism. My mom made me keep her name kind of thing. Yeah. So. Feminism, yeah. Then we have, oh wait, shoot, what's Henry's name? I only know his name in the book, which they changed. Right, they changed it, I assume, because in the book he's Windsor. Mm-hmm. And no, for movie purposes, Stuart. they wanted to avoid the real royal family. But he has a very long name, and I mean, I guess that's, that's accurate. It it is giving character, but oh, it that is, is also absolutely accurate. accurate so. yeah. A prince um, will have what's the current? I'm curious. What are the current prince's name? For example, Prince William, current Prince of Wales, is name. His full name is, or his birth name is William Arthur Philip Louis Mountbatten Windsor. Oh my goodness! So, yeah, that's. Definitely a thing. <laughs> they did change it for the movie, but it's still the same idea. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, um, all the other characters are fine. Ellen, Nora, no one has any weird names. Sarah, Bankston, whatever. Cool. Yeah. So names are great. Princess B. Yeah, names are cool. Okay, good job. So then, Triangle. Uh, LGBT. Healthy representation. Pretty clear. Yeah. Honestly, even it is kind of healthy because... Even with all their drama, they do end up talking things out, mm-hmm. compromising, yep. figuring out a way that they can remain true to themselves and be happy together. So, I mean, I think it's a good and message. And whether right now having the only sort of villainous character in the movie, Miguel, mm-hmm. also be gay could be bad. Yeah, but whatever. It's also good. Yeah. So, I think that's a realistic and healthy representation. I think the it? actor was having a ball. Oh, yeah. He was, like, playing the hell out of Miguel, and I loved it. Um, so yeah, I think it definitely falls into that corner very easily. They don't do the barrier gaze, which is a separate thing. Amazing. It's not, it's only queer baiting in as much as they, you know, movies advertise themselves. So that's not baiting. That's just advertising. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um, what's our other corner normally? You're making this up. Definitely not making this up. This is for real. (laughs) Don't worry. You're not delusional this time. Unless we're, someone's out there deciding that some other character is also gay in this yeah, you're not making it up. But it's the plot. Y- you know what? If they didn't give the characters, the other characters, a good backstory, then that's your fair game to do it. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. Exactly. Any character you want is gay. <laughs> yep. Good for Until you. Until you're told otherwise in the text. And even then, you're writing your own fanfic. And Who even cares? then, live your life and go yeah. on Tumblr and have a great time. Headcanon is wonderful. <laughs> yes. Huge fan of headcanon. If you try to force it onto other people, could become a problem, but you having it, have it. Have it. Live your life. Have fun. Be a queer fan and be happy. So, thumbs up? Two thumbs up. I would say I gave it I gave it an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay, facts. Uh, my general standard is if I am emotionally invested by the end of the film in the main characters, then it gets at least an 8. Okay. You were emotionally Unless invested? Unless it is absolutely horribly made. But then I'm probably not going to be emotionally invested. You wanted the characters to be happy? Well, there was also a moment toward the end where I was actually kind of sad. I don't remember when it was. It was somewhere where they were <laughs> having sad. trouble. Probably when they were having trouble, he was having trouble getting in touch with Henry again. Mm-hmm. Some conversation in there. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, yeah. Ooh, it's I not like fair. I don't think it's necessarily like the best top-notch filmmaking ever. It's a rom-com, so yeah. I'm going to have a hard time saying I mean, that it's anyway. a prime. But is a rom-com, it's a good it's one. It's an Amazon Prime rom-com. So, right. like, 
in that sense, it wasn't about some woman going to her hometown during Christmas, so it's already a step above a lot of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be fair, that's a Hallmark cliche, not an Amazon Prime cliche, but still. Hallmark. Still a thing. Good. All right. Cool. Yeah, go watch it. I mean, you just heard us talk about it, so. But watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I hope you already watched it before you listen to this. Spoiler put, alert. <laughs> I will put a spoiler alert in the description of the episode because I don't think we gave one at the beginning. No, we didn't. So yeah, I assume you already watched it, but go watch it again and just get those numbers up and show it some support and some love and let's get then more. more will happen. Let's get more LGBTQIA plus movies. And I don't even care if like a gay rom-com is not necessarily the movie for me. Yeah. But I'd still prefer that more of them exist because yeah. it is the movie for some people. Exactly. And with all the streaming services and movie theaters and production things out there, we should have more variety, not less. Exactly. There you go. All right, that's all. <laughs> bye. <laughs> I think I already say bye. Thank you for listening. 50v20 is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find links to this show and more at lemmingdrops.com. Subscribe to the show and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. Join the Facebook group at Lemming Drops Studio Tour. For updates. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 50v20podcast and send us gifts. And support the show at patreon.com slash lemmingdrops. Bye! Bye.